Hola. We're back. Oh my God, we're back. We're back I've after. Missed, I missed you all so much. <laughs> Intense. Come here. <laughs> like, come here and let me smell you. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a while. We've been busy. Very busy. Busy. Let's yeah. get busy. So, yeah. The, <laughs> sorry. <together>. Whoa. <laughs> that came out really um, That came out wrong. Yeah. So, last weekend, obviously, Ireland had the monumental historic win in New Zealand. Congratulations to that the That was green. Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Saturday night, we had a few drinkaroonies at my house. We did indeed. Sunday was the All-Ireland Final, which Limerick won. Congratulations to the other men and women. And then we were like, we just couldn't bring ourselves to do it. Yeah, it was, I was fragile. We were fragile. fragile. We were delicate. And um, unless you want it to be called, what's the hangover? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, But we missed you all very much. And we're back. We're back. And we're here to stay. Forever. At least until next week. Until we're <laughs> ancient old ladies. Doing like, and <laughs> we'll be history by that stage. <laughs> and we can be like, what topic did you research? I don't know. They're all gone. <laughs> There's no more history. Oh, no. We've done it all. 100%. At by that the way, point, phones won't even exist anymore. It'll be like, I don't know, in our heads. simulations or something. Yeah. yeah. Just saying, uh, oh, in, in just speaking of 100%, congratulations on your completion of Red Dead Redemption 2, <laughs> Queen. Well done. Although I've been like, I've been so busy. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't now, need to know doing what. Now we've both been correcting and stuff. And work over the last. Congratulations course. on 100%ing <laughs> a video game, which took me about three years to do. Oh man. No. Well, I've I, just started it again. So I'm like, I wonder, can I do 100%? You can. It's, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. It's, mm. t- it took a long time. Um, I was only able to obviously bust it out when I was on holidays, Easter yeah. holidays. I did a lot of it at Easter, actually, and then this summer, so 100%ing it. For anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, it's a video game. So actually, I'm going to come into my story a little bit today. Cool. Um, it's the best video game of all time, in my opinion. Definitely and, in my top five, always. Yeah. yeah. And I just 100%ed it, which is a big achievement, so I'll give you all time to applaud me. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> it was nothing, it was nothing. We can't even put a sound <laughs> over my <laughs> no, in the background where? to make it professional, yeah. you know? Just, it's just yeah, me. Yeah, no, we're just being too lazy. <laughs> we even stopped doing the actual yeah. thing, because we were just like... Mm. It takes time. Well, but we're getting there. Yeah. It's just we want to get this content to you guys so fast. So we just want to get it out there. Yeah, Got to get that history out. Yeah. Um. Sure. What else? I yeah. I've been. I have been doing a bit of work outside of Red Dead Redemption, and <laughs> yeah. But then I wanted it to take a little wee break, and we have music festival next weekend. Boom! Bit of here in Mitchellstown, Independence and yeah. Fatboy Slim are playing, so we're very excited for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, See you there. What's new in your world? Um, I've just spent thirty days in a row, really. Correcting. correcting for 10 hours a day for anyone who doesn't Weekend, know weekends included. the pain of that it is the it's worst done. thing in the history of it's correcting the it's state hard. exams yep. here in Ireland and it is very very difficult and I've had no exercise we haven't them. seen each other no not really which has been very difficult for yeah. anyone who knows our insanely codependent relationship mm-hmm. yeah missed you man missed you too um, but yeah just I've had no exercise for 30 days so pretty much tomorrow I'm, I'm promising everyone I'm going to walk 20k Yes. Around the city. I'm going to keep playing that back Two too. circles, two circles around Two Cork circles city. of the city. Oh, I like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and, oh, I met Annie. Annie came to the barbecue. Hi, Annie. 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 She was lovely. We had so much fun. It was so much fun. It was great crack. Yeah. We had a ball. We and did. We all had a lovely, lovely little hangover. <laughs> it was divine. <clears throat> like, what are you talking about? I don't consume alcohol. <laughs> Ever. Like, um, any colleagues listening to this? I definitely don't consume alcohol. We were just commenting before this as well. Our setup here is basically uh, like a mixer and we have mics, but like proper mics now, like studio mics. Mm-hmm. And they're like hanging over us, like 
dipping in front of our face. And I was like, how have we never, if this was, if 12 year old us could see the microphones, we would wonder how have we never tried to record sang. ourselves singing? Yeah, I mean, we sing on the podcast all the time. Well, seeing as we had tape cassettes when we were younger, I mean, we tried, you know, mm-hmm. forming a little band when we were like 12 or 10, no, maybe nine. Um, and we recorded ourselves, you know, through the did we? tape recorders. We did. Oh, God. I actually what did we sing? Cassettes. Um, songs we made up. Oh, that's worse. I'm sorry, I'm I feel you. like I would have sang Torn by Natalie and Brulia. I feel like oh, that would have been a song that I yeah, would have yeah. thought I could sing. Every time she said, I'm cold and I'm naked, I used to be like, why? And you'd really like emphasize the naked. You'd be like, yeah. lying naked. Because <laughs> it was like a dirty word. Um, no, I just think it's kind of amazing that we haven't done that yet, like privately. Well, obviously. We might do that after. <clears throat> Imagine privately. a whole episode of just us singing. singing. Oh my God. I'd be like, can you get minus listens? How can you? <laughs> minus 10 people have listened to this. Yeah. <laughs> just, they don't exist. <laughs> We'll have to get bots in to listen to us. Oh my god! <laughs> Not even the bots shall listen. Even the bots are like, nah, man. <laughs> nah. Uh, not, not your forte. Okay, so... Which, uh, we have topics all prepared. We do. We um, do indeed. I, before I, I have to do my actually... Actually... <clears throat> actually... Mm-hmm. We're gonna... Uh, which is a... We like to do little misconceptions, clear up some things. This is only a tiny thing, but this is always... This... How I found this out was I have a bit of an obsession with accents. I think accents are really interesting. And, you know, you might know that there is a a group of people who live in Montserrat in the uh, Caribbean. And at Montserrat, some people have a Cork accent because their ancestors came over from Cork. And it's really, really funny if you hear them talk. It's hilarious. But also there is a community in... um, I'm going to say it the traditional way first, the way that most people think it's pronounced Newfoundland, um, which is off the coast of Canada. Um, and... <laughs> okay, that was so, that's why we shouldn't say yeah. never. Um, and they also have a kind of a touch of what looks seems like kind of like a Waterford accent. There's a bit of an Irish accent. I there used is. to have a buddy from uh, Nova Scotia. <coughs> Scotia. Yeah, Nova Scotia. And uh, they, they have a different accent for sure. There's a touch of in uh, Newfoundland because they have a um, they have Irish settlers come over there as well. So if you listen to a person, they're talking. It sounds very like an Irish accent. Um, and it's very interesting. So I used to watch these videos of them speaking on YouTube and people talking about it. And yeah. it's hilarious. I mean, it sounds like somebody down the road. It, there's a little difference, but it's so funny. But anyway, when I was watching those videos, I realized all the locals were calling it Newfoundland. So they weren't oh. pronouncing the found. They were really uh, pronouncing the new and land. So it was Newfoundland. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, so they actually do. It is pronounced Newfoundland, there not Newfoundland. Not Newfoundland, <clears throat> just Newfoundland. So now, and you know, there's the dogs as well. They are, one of my students has like three of them. Oh, and they are just like the most beautiful dogs. They are huge though. I want a dog like, so bad. But it, oh my God. Have you, do you know what Newfoundlands look like? Yeah. They are like, I saw one at the beach once and I literally just ran after it. The owners were, I was like, can I pay your dog? I think I might have told the story on the podcast before. (laughs) I'm just having a look. So it's, it's like Homer, it's pronounced nuclear. I'm like, it's pronounced Newfoundland. (laughs) There you Um, go. Congratulations. Oh my God, they're so cute. And I double checked it on um, Google just to be totally sure. Jeez, they're big (laughs) 
And again. <laughs> what time was the timestamp on that? Uh, seven something. Okay, I'll it's have fine. to bleep that out. Seven something. <laughs> we'll bleep it. <laughs> they're big. <laughs> I'm just so, looking at them. They're huge. It was, it was so strong as well. It was like it was said with such conviction. I don't think anyone's gonna mind that swear. I hope not. Anyway, although there is a thing, I know your students are like, I like I don't swear. I use my words. There, look at it. It's huge. It's so cute. Look at that chunk going over they're... there. Yeah, the, the, the look head. at them. I know. They're huge. <laughs> There's this little like oh. thing when we're uploading the episodes and it's like, has this episode got explicit material? And I was like, no, <laughs> technically, <laughs> no. Oh, God. Um, I so apologize. Was, I apologize. Just That's... people just fanning themselves being like, oh, my God. It's just it's been a while, Disgusting. you know, and you just. We've been cancelled. <laughs> I've been unsocialized for four weeks. FK, yeah, you have you haven't spoken to anyone else. Oh God. Okay. Um oh, sorry. <laughs> I just look, I don't you know how I feel about swearing. I think it, people are ridiculously precious about it. I know, I know. I'm um, I'm really cool. I, I as in I'm really we cool swear about it, but constantly. I'm, I'm like it's a sailor. No point but... pretending that okay, we don't. Okay. <laughs> but they're big, they're so cute though. <laughs> I'm still looking at them on my screen. <laughs> They're massive. They're units. They're units. Here's my my little fella. Oh my God. He just decides to go on his little walks and his, we have, I have a wooden floor in here and his little claws just tippy toeing along Um, into your heart. I need to cough. I've been trying not because I cough into the mic. So I'm just going to pause it. Yeah, okay. I'm going to pause so that I can clear my throat. When I come back, I'll be like, oh, hello. Okay. 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 All is well. <laughs> I'm all. No, I'm not. You can hear it in my. Uh, in my <coughs> <coughs> oh, me, 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 me. Okay. <laughs> you have one of those um, harmonicas. <laughs> Before pocket. I start. <laughs> okay. Uh, my piece today. Oh. I need to stop clapping into the microphone. Clap well. away. Um, is uh, okay. So basically, I put up a thing on the Insta last night that I was kind of running out of inspiration. I couldn't think of anything to do and. Last night then I th- I was playing Red Dead Redemption and I thought of something and I was like, oh, I'll do that. So I did my research this morning. Lovely listener and friend and all round sound gal, um, Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Sharon runs the Now and Then uh, home page on Instagram. I've told you, oh my nice. God. It is just the most stunning Divine. account. Now she has picked up quite a lot of followers for obvious reasons because she renovated um, a Georgian um, farmhouse. It is stunning it's beautiful you'll just get such like envy (laughs) from looking at it but it's just so beautiful it's so nice Sharon if you ever want to invite me to see (laughs) or adopt I mean adopt preferably Um, I'm a grown woman but (laughs) but that's okay Um, Sharon also does home exchanges with people you know like they do in the holiday yeah so she does that so she's in california at the moment wow you should see the house she's staying in oh my god so like her account is just amazing now and then home it's called i urge you listeners you will not regret following her she's also super sweet she's so nice i hope she's listening to phantom planet California. Oh yeah, is that who that is? California. California. Here we come. Um, 
but she sent me some really amazing suggestions and I was like that is me covered now for a couple of weeks but I didn't have the time before the podcast I wanted to do it justice so she has mm. sent me I was like okay that those are really good suggestions so I'm gonna take hers on board and I just want to say hi and I hope she's enjoying her days in the Californian sunshine getting all that vitamin D so last night playing Red Dead Redemption too. You don't have to have played this to understand what I'm going to be talking about today because it's a historical reality that happened. Um, there is a portion of the map in Red Dead Redemption called Roanoke. Uh, Roanoke Valley, Roanoke Ridge. So it's in the kind of northern part of the map, the northeast of the map. Mm-hmm. The whole eastern part of the map is really creepy. Um, now that I've 100% of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> such a flex. <laughs> We were talking earlier about whether I can put it on my CV or not. I can. I think you should. I'd love to just put I it in. I think somebody just, just having a And I've 100%ed seat. Red Dead Redemption as well. Oh, number so one. So both Boom. of them. That was a lot easier. This one was Do you slog. know there's a theory? Uh, Red Dead Revolver, the first Red Dead that, that came out. Yeah. That it's meant to be uh, Uncle. Uncle. Yeah. I crazy. read that. That'd be cool. I wonder. I wonder will the next one, will that be the story? That un- It might be Uncle's story or it'll be like a prequel to like Dutch. It'll probably be Dutch. And the, the gang up, like starting. And then picking but I don't know up how will they kid. do the, I was thinking that lady, but the guy, that voice actor who does Dutch's voice has such a oh, unique, <laughs> he has such a unique voice yeah, that I was so like, cool. I don't know how they'll do that. I think they will. I mean, Dutch is approximately what, 40 years old maybe in Red Dead. I'm not sure of his age, but I Red mean, Dead. they could bring it back 20 years. Well, in, in Red Dead in Red Dead Redemption 2 Dutch is probably I'd say he's about 50 is I he? think they'll do I think they'll create one and how we actually I think it'll be Dutch and Hosea and how they get oh, the game, be, the game would together be really cool. we're they just giving you John. ideas Rockstar we're just giving yeah, you ideas we could actually talk we could do a whole episode oh. on um, more than I do a whole series I just love it so damn much um, so Roanoke and Roanoke might be familiar to some listeners because there is a a series of American horror story called Roanoke as well. And in Red Dead Redemption, the area is just really creepy. So today, for example, I showed you the you there's a part of the map you go Mm -hmm. to and um, you hear whispering and it's so creepy. It's really scary, kind of like disembodied voices. And it's really, really weird. And the series of American Horror Story is also Mm -hmm. super creepy. And all of that is based on probably the most famous American folktale kind of mystery in American history. So. Um, Adrian Masters, who's a historian from the University of Texas, said it's the Area 51 of colonial history. Okay, so it's a really, it's not, I would, it's, is it creepy as much as, you know, the end of it, we might get to the end of it and be like, it's really obvious what happened, but it's just, it's, it's a mystery. It's a bit strange. Okay. So we're looking, we're going back to colonial times. We're going back even before colonial times because it's before the Jamestown colony was set up, before the first colony was set up. Um, And this was an attempt by Sir Walter Raleigh to uh, try and establish colonies off the coast of, well, North Carolina in uh, what is now North Carolina in the United States. So Roanoke, Roanoke Island is off the coast of North Carolina. And um, Raleigh had already launched an expedition to it in 1585. So we're a little bit before the Jamestown um, settlements and before what mm-hmm. we what we kind of associate with colonial history being the early 1600s. Yeah. Um, this expedition, the first one, failed. So it was in 1585. It failed because the indigenous Americans, the Native Americans there, weren't too happy about their lands being encroached. I mean... Fair yeah, enough. Fair point. Um, you know, we're a little bit salty about that as well when that happens to us. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure Sir Walter Raleigh was rallying his way over here with Well he, he did so. have a massive 
massive um, uh, plantation here in uh, land here in Cork, in Mm -hmm. Yall in particular, where he was the mayor, I think, of Yall and had like a huge tract of land gifted to him by Elizabeth I. So we we know all about it, dudes. We know all about it. Maybe not to the extent these guys do because they were treated with just insane savagery and violence. Um, So lots of different um, tribes. The tribe that attacked um, and that they got into conflict in this expedition was called the Sekotan. The Sekotan, I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. S-E-C-O-T-A-N, Sekotan. And they had to leave. They had to abandon it in 1585. Okay. In 1587, Raleigh decides to try again because he's just convinced that this will be the making of, um, that this will just add more wealth to him and to the British crown. So they decide to try again in 1587. This time a man leads the expedition, a man called John White. There's 115 colonists that sail over. Um, Would you like to hear some of their names? Sure thing, chicken wing. Okay, I'm going to try. There's no real unusual names. Like, I was trying to find, you know, because I was thinking like, you know, colony. Joe Booth. <laughs> Joe Booth is um, <laughs> There's no Joe Booth. Uh, there's a William Soule. <laughs> mm, okay, close So we're not far off. Billy Booth. Um, okay, <laughs> Billy Booth. Oh my God. Um, uh, there's nothing funny here. Edmund English. Yeah, I mean. Thomas Topan. <laughs> um, John Spendlove. Spendlove. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, here. Okay, Is that a real just, surname? We're just like absolutely Hello, encouraging them to haunt us now. Um, Arnold Archard. Okay, now I should, probably shouldn't be making fun of these people because of what happens. But anyway, I'm not making fun of them. Their names are actually very normal. And I apologize <clears> to <throat> any spin love folks out there <laughs> listening to Mr. This, Mrs. Who are Miss currently unsubscribing. Yeah, or I'll just get a private message <laughs> and there one from, star messaging us or raging us. I'll get a message from someone like you know twenty eight underscore spin love <laughs> one two three has messaged spin love hates what's the history <laughs> dot com <laughs> so 90 91 men I thought okay. it was 115 of them yeah oh. and then 17 women oh ooh, they brought okay okay uh, I'll give you some of the women's names. They're they're super cute. We've Eleanor Dare. She's important to come back to her. Marjorie Harvey, Agnes Wood, Winifred Powell, <laughs> Joyce Archard, Jane Jones. That's a pretty cool name, Jane Jones. Yeah, some of them must be married. I noticed one there you just mentioned. They two are indeed. Ago, Elizabeth Glane. Johnny Spinlove. Jane Pierce. No, Sorry. there's no Mrs. Spinlove. <laughs> Poor Mr. Spinlove. <laughs> <laughs> Jane Pierce. Audrey Tappan. Uh, Alice. A L I S. Strange way to spell it. A L I S. Cool. Um, Chapman. M. E M M E. M M E. M M M. Uh, Marymouth. And then somebody just called Coleman with no first name. Margaret Lawrence. Like she's like Prince. Cool <laughs> 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 man. Uh, Joan Warren, Jane Mannering, Rose Payne, Elizabeth Vickers. Okay. And then nine children. Oh, okay. The children are here. John Sampson, Robert Ellis, Ambrose Vickers, Thomas Archard. Tom, oh, yeah, it's Ar- there's there, a whole man. family. Thomas um, Humphrey, Thomas Smart, George Ho, John Pratt, and William Withers. Sorry, Wood, go back William there. Withers. Two names. Someone, what was her surname? Ho. H-O-W How? How? How or is H O W E Ho or How? Like Gordy How is it How? How it must be. It must be How. <laughs> um so yeah, like normal names. I was expecting like, you know, Prudence, good wife, yeah, and yeah. like <laughs> Goody <laughs> Chestnut or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> just making that up. That's me writing a play. <laughs> You're like, and that guy over there, Joe Booch. <laughs> <laughs> so John White. 
all the way over. He's the leader. He's going to be governor of the new colony. 115 colonists, including his pregnant daughter, Eleanor. Okay. So his uh, daughter's called Eleanor Dare. And she will give birth to a child, Virginia Dare, in August 1587, one month after they landed in the Roanoke Island in the colony. Okay. So Virginia Dare is noted as the first English baby born in the new colonies. Wow. So she's quite famous for that. Now, I actually looked up Virginia Dare. Um, I can't say what happened to her, obviously, because I'll spoil the story. But she has become... I was I, I, straight away when I saw this. I was like, oh, "Of course she has. She's become a symbol of like the alt right in um oh, in in America because she, you know, racial purity and like she's like you know oh, oh, so stupid. If I ever wanted to swear, now is the time. <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, now's the time. Oh, <clears throat> you're like alt right, more like alt sh- uh-huh. <laughs> Now, so you have to imagine they're coming over. They've there's three ships. The flagship is called the Lion. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I can't growl. Okay, that was really good. That was more of a dog growl, though. More like... <laughs> I don't know what that was. Oh, the random things that that you can do. Roar. Roar. That's better. Um. So yeah, it's really because you're coming over and you're basically like a stab. There's no colonies prior to them by the way so there's no one there apart from the indigenous americans who are not exactly going to be like sure we'll help you get set up (laughs) so like things are really really rough they don't know that much about the food they don't really know no idea about the like what's going to grow exactly um now in this in the trip before the 1585 trip they'd brought home things like tobacco uh, to england and best of all for all Irish people listening, <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> Thank you, Sir Walter Raleigh. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. No, I seriously. love my mashed potatoes. It's true. Like people, like sometimes when you're talking to people from other countries and they ask, is it true that? And they'll be like, you know, do Irish people drink as much? And do they fight? Do they whatever? But like, I'm like, the one thing that is true is we do love potatoes. We do love our potatoes. I love potatoes. Do you know it's a derogatory term that people call Irish people is uh, potato pickers. Yeah, yeah. That's mm. I don't pick no potatoes. I got, I got called um, online one day, and somebody was um, giving me grief, and they called me a potato muncher. That was pretty funny. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I do yeah, munch I them. What? Yeah, I do. <laughs> and what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I terrible love potatoes. Who but doesn't? So, so they brought back tobacco and potatoes. Yeah, yeah. and the, that was the, the failed voyage that they had to leave. So right. this is the second time around, and they just. They're just struggling. By 1588, they're really struggling. Um, There is a group of indigenous Americans in an island south. So there's an island south of Roanoke, okay. where this is off the coast of North Carolina. Yeah. And the island is called Croatoan. And Croatoan is populated by um an, uh, an indigenous American tribe called Croatoans. That's their name. Mm-hmm. And the relations are kind of, they're mixed. There's times when they get on, there's times when they don't. It's better than it was with the Secotans, but it's um, now one of the things that the uh, this colony has in their favour is that they have two Croatoans with them that kind of live, well, they're not really just live with them, but they, they've got really good relations with them and they speak. Huh. This guy, uh, Manteo, speaks both English and his Croatoan language. So wow, he's able to translate, translate and he gets on very well with the very with the colony. So he's man, able okay. to kind of like and he actually goes ends up going back to England for a while with the you know, he he's becomes really famous. And there is a city named after him in North Carolina today. Manteo. Anyway, so he's there. Um he's kind of helping <clears throat> relations. So they're they're not too bad. They're up and they're down. Um 
but it's it's tough it's really you can imagine it imagine just like going out into the wild here and just starting from scratch like it would just be really well, really difficult especially when you don't know feed that baby like what are you going to feed it well breast milk oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was just imagining shoving potatoes <laughs> in the newborn you're like we can do that <laughs> tobacco here's some tobacco leaves that you're smoking <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> I was there for ages in my head while you were talking. Roanoke tobacco ad. I can imagine making like Roanoke mash. tobacco. Good enough for your baby. Innocent <laughs> baby. Now in formula form. Okay. I'm in flavour country. Okay. So, so I took the ages. Of the day. I was like, how did they feed the baby? What did they do? Like risk wild berries or just. Well, anyway. yeah, like they, they do. They bought supplies as well from England. Um, Fair now, enough. It's the it's the seco that they're kind of worried about, and other tribes. Obviously, there's several um Native American tribes around. Mm-hmm. Now they're advised by a local um by an Indigenous American to settle on a place called Chesapeake Bay as opposed to Roanoke Island. He just thinks it's a better spot for them. Um, but for whatever reason, they land on Roanoke Island and they they then decide to stay there. I don't quite know why or the ins and outs of that, but that's where they land and they can see the remains of the previous um, failed settlement as well. Mm-hmm. Now, one of their uh, crew is immediately killed. He's out hunting for crabs. <laughs> Poor guy. And he's killed by a Native American. What a life. Um, so that kind of causes a little bit of fear. I mean, it's not, a, you know, you're trying to get people, convince people to move over and literally off the boat. And all you have is 115 and people. I yeah. mean, that's not a lot. And supplies are running low. Um, so 115, I suppose, in terms of feeding them, it's a lot. Yeah. Kids. You know what I mean? And you've two baby. another baby was born after Virginia as well. So they've got two babies now. Here's some tobacco for you. <laughs> so funny. Take this tobacco. So they send White on a ship. Right. Back to England. They're like, basically, we need stuff. Like, we need supplies. You need to go on a supply run. And the plan is that... So this is in 1580. Pretty much... Uh, he goes into 1588. So they're mm. only there a couple of months. In 1588, the plan is he'll come back later that year. It's a long it's trip. A long trip, yeah, I can imagine. Um, <clears throat> but when he arrives in England, a tiny little thing called the Spanish Armada happens. Ah, okay. So Queen Elizabeth is like, I need all my fleets. Yep. They're called home. <clears throat> so he's not allowed to sail back. Um, immediately and when the Spanish Armada is defeated they still keep ships because they decide that they might you know they just need them mm. Um, and he's not allowed to sail back until 1590 so at this point he's been gone for two over two years okay so he does sail back it's very hard to sail mm. back because you have to account for every single um, like ship that's sent over there and for what reason <clears throat> they're sailing over so eventually he uh, he does he is allowed to sail back over not specifically for that it's a different trip he kind of jumps on the back of right. but they agree to drop him there he lands on Roanoke Island on the 18th of August 1590 which is his granddaughter Virginia's third birthday wow okay so three years um, like later she was born there okay now he lands on Roanoke Island there's nobody there so the colony that had been set up mm-hmm. three years before is gone. gone. Yeah. Not there. So a lot of people gone missing. So he's a bit like, this is weird. So I'm just going to read this piece here. Mm-hmm. So the party found fresh tracks and sand, but were not contacted by anyone. They also discovered the letters C-R-O carved in a tree. Upon reaching the site of the colony, 
White noted the area had been fortified with a palisade like a fence. Mm. Near the entrance of the fencing, the word Croatoan was carved in one of the posts. White was certain these two inscriptions meant that the colonists had peacefully relocated to Croatoan Island since they had agreed in 1587 that the colonists would leave a secret token indicating their destination. Okay. Um, and I mean, to me, it's secret. It's like writing limerick on a big... <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, they literally wrote, like, this is where we're going. Um, he'd also asked them if they were had to leave under stress that they would draw a Maltese cross mm. um, on, the, on, on a tree or something. And they hadn't. So he was like, okay, d- mm. this looks okay. Now, uh, within the palisade, so inside the fencing, the search party found that houses had been dismantled and anything that could be carried had been removed. Several large trunks, including three belonging to White, containing the belongings he left behind in 1587, had been dug up and looted. None of the colony's boats could be found along the shore. Mm. Okay, so all in all, it seems very straightforward. It looks like, okay, they've gone off to Croatoan. Um, and that's where they are. I have a feeling they haven't gone there very willfully. So the plan was to go to Croatoan the next day, but his ship... Uh, there's two ships with him they were in really bad nick like he wasn't given the same level of ships that he had on the mm. first voyage so they wouldn't have been able to make the journey so he had to basically decide like I can't or I'll get marooned or shipwrecked or whatever mm. so they were never found mm. Um. now <clears throat> and it, it uh, just like the col- the whole colony is basically lost like they're lost God. Um. now Walter Raleigh in 1595 so this is five years later said that he would look for them so he'd mount an expedition to look for them Walter Raleigh was actually sailing to look for El Dorado so the oh, the mythical good. city of gold mm. but he was like sure I'll look for them yeah just give me a couple of ships there and I'll definitely swear to God <laughs> John I've, I'll look for I them I gotcha don't worry um, it's like we'll be grand and then just sailed off and looked for El Dorado instead <laughs> okay so did not find them in 1603 the <clears> last <throat> expedition to look for them I remember this is 13 years later 13. was launched uh, but that expedition was killed by Native Americans so they did not oh. find them okay. okay now they were never found and it, that is the the mystery here like what happened to them so there's a lot there's different theories uh, historians get theories. a li- okay go on yeah give me your theories first I think they were either nom nommed okay by the, the locals okay so there could have been maybe some or sacrificed or something okay or maybe there was some kind of escalate maybe they all killed each other maybe like one of them wanted to be a leader or something just like kill them all or, yeah maybe there was yeah. infighting That's, yeah. yeah okay I, I, um right yeah so like that exactly I think sometimes historians will kind of when this is the problem with history sometimes that there is no definitive way for us to know the answer mm. which can be very frustrating mm-hmm. and the important thing then is not to jump not to say that this is definitely what happened yeah. Um, you can make a, a guess based on the most kind of the strongest evidence but you should never as a historian be like well this is definitely what happened Um, but you can kind of cite like Occam's razor you can kind of say look to me it's obvious that it's one of these things yeah the first is that they may have been killed Um. There was tribes all around them. They're left a little bit, um, what's the word, vulnerable. Oh, yeah. Um, so that is possible. Okay. Uh, one is that they, this is a very popular theory, that they moved because they wrote, they literally wrote 
and the name of another island. So it looks like the Crotone is the name of the island to the south. So why would they write that, you know, and, yeah. you know, whatever. So it, people think they moved and they just assimilated into the Crotone tribe. Okay. Um, the other theory is that they moved, but that they were later killed. So they were killed at a later date. So they moved, they may have assimilated, but that they were later all slaughtered um, for whatever reason. God. Now, when John Smith establishes the colony at Jamestown a number of years later, and John Smith, we know from um, Pocahontas lore, even though so much historically inaccurate so about that, creepy. but we won't even go there. And John Smith wasn't actually the person that Pocahontas married. And he um, wasn't Mel Gibson. And he wasn't Mel Gibson. Um, he, John Smith, um, founded the colony at Jamestown and he wanted to know what happened to these. And there, he got lots of kind of different stories. The chief, Pow, Powhatan, Powhatan, isn't it? Um, of the tribe they are called the Powhatans. He told, he kind of, there was a number of things that came back to John Smith. One was the chief actually gave him a map and said, there is a tribe of, um, or a settlement of white people living here. So that must be them because there's nobody before you. So mm. whatever. And he gave him a map. And I, as far as I know, John Smith sent that map back to England, but it's been lost. And he said, yeah, they, they we saw them like they were there. So that has to be them. Somebody else told John Smith that, yes, that that is true, that there was um, a colony of white people, but that they had been slaughtered. Mm. Um, and there's claims that the Powhatans themselves had them slaughtered. Um, John Smith, I think, himself believed that from now there's no doc there's no evidence, there's no documented mm-hmm. evidence of that, but so far. But back. it seems it seems like that's a very possible thing. Mm-hmm. Um there have been artifacts found kind of outside of Roanoke that are older than possibly older archaeologists believe than the Jamestown settlement, which would suggest that they did move. And that they kind of scattered themselves around. Most people support the theory that they weren't all massacred, that they did assimilate somewhere. Mm. Um, there have been kind of theories going back as far as 1607 um, of Native Americans in that area being a bit more light skinned or okay. uh, more pale. Mm. It would all read. I think now I couldn't find anything on this and I look it up again um, because then. You arrived and we were having our chit chats and I was like, oh, I'll just stop. <laughs> I just so left sorry, it on a cliffhanger. I in. Um, I like a cliffhanger. That though. you could test, you could um, DNA test people in the vicinity who are, you know, who have indigenous American yeah. blood yeah, and yeah, see, yeah. do they have your white European settler blood, you that know, or whatever. So cruel, yeah. or, and then you, or so you could test to somebody who's a known relative, like the the Dares or whoever over in England, are they related? You could probably figure it out that mm-hmm. way. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, most people support, most historians support the assimilation theory that they just married in and had uh, procreated um, and mixed and were kind of lost <laughs> when they made love and that they were lost to to history. But it wow. is a very, um, the, the lost colony, it is certainly uh, creepy. It's creepy in the sense that just to come back and there's no one there. You're just like, oh, okay. I mean. They probably felt abandoned though. They probably were well, like, thanks for what, coming back, John. Was he gone? Three, nearly yeah. three. You would be a bit like, yeah, after, right. a while, after the first year, you'd be like, right. Yeah. Mm, I'd say, you know, we better get a move on. Yeah, you know? yeah, because they were already they prob they probably just decided yeah let's up and go let's move yeah sure they would have wouldn't have known what was happening with the armada and like that surely no you know way back in England, oh so. 
I forgot to say this as well. The uh-huh. Spanish who were kind of further south, so yeah. the Spanish are kind of in or in around Florida. Yeah. They hear that there's um settler English, of course, mm. which they don't like. So it's some people have a theory that the Spanish came up and wow. killed them. That's crazy. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But if anybody has any thoughts or theories or whatever send on this, send in your thoughts. Send in, send in your thoughts. Send in. Your thoughts, those lacky, <laughs> wacky thoughts. thoughts. That was <sighs> really fun. <laughs> I'm like, disappearance, death. <laughs> Theories of how they died. Okay, sorry, too far. Um, I'm still a bit ashamed. You should be. Yeah. Disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> Which one of you is? Okay, oh, I can't no. go down there. I can't go down that road. If y'all get where I'm going with. Um, so, if you know, you know. Yeah. Um, my, my story's a little short. Okay. I'm excited. Mm. I'm scared because I know us and I know there's going to be one line I'm going to say at some point and I'm going to make eye contact with you and I just know I know you. But I'm going to I'm going to tell you all about a man today. And this man's name is Roy, okay? <laughs> all right? Roy Sullivan. Right? Okay, oh, don't tell me something bad happens to Roy because I've no, just laughed Roy's, at his Roy's grand. Roy's just the way you said Roy. Roy. Um, Roy was born on February 7th, 1912, okay? He was born in Greene County, Virginia. And at the humble age of 24, Roy began working as a park ranger in a place called Shenandoah National Park, okay? Meaning that he becomes a ranger uh, in the year of 1936, right? Now, according to Google, Shenandoah National Park extends along the Blue Ridge Mountains in the US state of Virginia. I'm probably not even. Is there a song it. about Shenandoah or something, isn't it? No, I know. I know it what sounds like a place down the road. It's like, here, do you want to go down to Shenandoah? Shenandoah, is it? Mm. There's a movie. But I'll just let, let you all know that the Skyline Drive runs its length and a vast network of trails includes a section of the long distance. Appalachian Trail. I can never pronounce Appalachian. it. Appalachian. I can never pronounce it. I'm not good at Ocean and Doe's traditional folk song. I there you it. go. Mostly forested, the park features wetlands, waterfalls, rocky peaks, you know, all that stuff. Right? Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Home to lots of birds and squirrels and deer and the elusive black bear. Um, anyway, it's a pretty sweet place. Uh, just save it, you know, put it into a Google search there and you'll be mighty impressed, right? Anyway, uh, my research concluded that it's rather difficult to find information, a lot of information about Roy's personal life. However, I did manage to find out that Roy's been married three times. <laughs> Although I did track down his children. I did, yeah. <laughs> Doorstep like, them. Hi, I make an indie podcast. <laughs> I don't think he had kids, actually. Oh, okay. According to WikiTree, uh, Roy Sullivan first married in August 1943. And then he got divorced in uh, March of 1945. 1943, because he's a park ranger. Okay, I'm sorry. That's the worst joke I've ever made. There's plenty of jokes to come, trust me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then Roy Sullivan married secondly uh, in April 1950 and uh, then that ended in divorce as well and then he was married a third time on a, in March 1963 okay to a lady by the name of uh, Patricia Ann Gordon alright anyway so Roy is actually very famous believe it or not um, according to the Guinness Book of World Records oh uh, I love he, these he like many others before him including the woman who fell out of the plane that time you know in Copenhagen legend he's kind of like what I like to call an involuntary record breaker when it comes oh, no. to these records okay his for, survival story kind of see for for a park ranger is actually the only human 
okay, who has been struck by lightning the most times on record and lived to tell the tale. Hence the name Roy, the Sparks Ranger. Brilliant. <laughs> I was thinking of that, you know, in Benjamin Button. I've been hit by yeah, lightning yeah, yeah. seven times. <laughs> that um, might be the reference to it, actually. Or not I thought you were going to say that he was the inspiration for the ranger in um, Yogi Bear. <laughs> Oh, for God's sake. What's his name, Ranger? Yogi. Oh, um, not Yogi. <laughs> um, Stills. Park Yogi. Ranger Yogi Joe Stills. or something. Picnic baskets and... Poor Yogi Bear. I don't know. He just, just wants a picnic. Like. Yeah, God, leave him alone. Freaks. Why doesn't Yogi wear pants? Why does he not wear a pants? Yeah, like he's been very formal with a tie. Do you feel like maybe he, he kind of undoes the formality? Maybe with... he has some health issue. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he needs to scratch his butt off like a tree post, you know? Maybe. These are the questions that do keep and us what's up at night. Boo, what's Boo Boo's relation to him? Are they... I think he's like... I don't know. Friend? <laughs> father, son? I don't know. Sorry, we're getting into really dodgy territory here. Back out. Back out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my God, go, go, go. Just, just move on, move on. Okay, so what happened, <clears throat> right? So how many times was poor Roy, Roy struck by lightning? Was he struck by lightning over and over again in one continuous moment? <laughs> well, to put it simply, Roy was struck seven times by lightning over the course of his life. That's right. Seven different times over the course of his life. And I'm going to tell you all exactly when and where. Was Roy and how. made of metal? I don't know. <laughs> was Roy a cyborg? <laughs> was he a lightning conductor? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but I can tell you what I do know. The first time Roy got fried by a bolt of lightning <laughs> was in the month of April 1942. So as part of his park ranger job, he found himself in a fire lookout uh, tower, okay, at the park, at the National Park. And this fire uh, lookout tower, it was a freshly built tower, Fresh. but it came with no lightning rod. All right. So unfortunately, the tower got struck by lightning during a huge thunderstorm. <laughs> And it got the tower itself got struck about seven to eight times, and that poor tower began to light up in flames and rise inside. And he's not taking any chances, so he runs outside of the tower, and then you know, zap, <laughs> zap. zap, he got struck by lightning, and okay. the bolt burned a half inch strip uh, across his right leg, hitting his toto and frying his shoe. Uh, but he had survived this ordeal, right? He survived. And then fast forward to 1969, you know, life is cool. It's like, hey, man, you want to hear a cool story about me? I got struck by lightning once, kind of, you know, oh I mean, God. you wouldn't even say once. You just be, I once got struck by lightning. <clears throat> but Roy is driving his truck, right? It's 1969. He's driving his truck on a road in the mountains because he's working there. Yeah. And he's probably listening, you know, to some kind of like folk trad music, enjoying his life. You know, his second chance. Yeah. You know, yeah. When suddenly <laughs> a bolt of lightning hits his truck. And as per my sources... Quote, he was hit again in July 1969. Usually he was, um, so unusually he was hit while in his truck driving on a mountain road. The metal body of the vehicle normally, you know, protects people from lightning strikes. But this lightning strike first hit nearby trees and it was deflected into the open window of the truck. So the strike knocked Sullivan unconscious and burned off his eyebrows and eyelashes and set his hair on fire. Oh no, Roy! <laughs> And the uncontrolled truck kept moving until it stopped near a cliff edge. That is the quote. <laughs> right? That is insane. Oh my God, poor Roy. Yeah. So Roy woke up. <clears throat> he's okay. Traumatized. Second time getting struck by lightning up in this park. Right? He's like, oh, right. You know, like, what are the chances? You know? Just two years later, <laughs> poor Roy faced the lightning again. Um, 
Okay, so the third time he got struck, he, I think, he was kind of just, uh, what is it? He was near a power, or a power transformer or something and a lightning bolt um, hit it. But it jumped from there over the Roy, sorry, and the bolt seared his shoulder. So that third strike occurred in 1970. And another two years later, and I'm going to quote another source here. It rhymes with Schmickipedia. Uh, <laughs> in spring 1972, Sullivan was working inside a ranger station in the Shenandoah National Park when he was struck again. It set his hair on fire again. He tried to smother the flames with his jacket. Oh, man. He was like, I just grew this back. Yeah, I just... <laughs> it's hard to grow your eyebrows back, man. And your hair. Oh, believe and, me, I know. Uh, have... Survivors of the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Over fucking... <laughs> forget <laughs> that trend's gonna come back I'm telling mine you. never grow back like properly mine are there you've you have eyebrows they're I have there, but they mine are non-existent yeah well, time for me to do a lonely drive home think about that <laughs> crappy eyebrows um so basically he tried to smother the flames with his jacket he didn't rush to a restroom but could not fit under the water tap and so he used a wet towel instead all right yeah. although he said that he was never a fearful man after this fourth strike he began to believe <laughs> that some force was trying to destroy him Aww. and he acquired a fear of death so for I once, mean, <laughs> after the fourth strike not the Fair third not the right second not the first ballsy, man. oh yeah he actually is meant to kind of resemble gene hackman He's meant to okay. really look like him. That makes him even cooler. Yeah, yeah, cool dude. I'm just, yeah, I'm chanting in my head, um, we like Roy, we like Roy. <laughs> Roy's our boy. Roy's our boy. <laughs> For months, whenever he was caught in a storm while driving his truck, he would pull over and lie down on the front seat uh, until the storm passed. Because he was so fearful. And he also believed that um, he somehow, like, attract, he would attract lightning if he was in a crowd mm-hmm. of people. So he actually carried a can of water with him in case his hair was set on fire as well. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just want to give Roy a hug. <laughs> I mean, right. from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, like, that's a hard part of it, you see. Oh, man. As if four strikes wasn't enough, the fifth strike struck in August of 1973. As usual, our man Roy, our boy Roy, was out on patrol in the park when he looked up into the sky and saw a cloud that appeared to be forming into a storm cloud. So naturally, Roy was like, right, just no, you know. No. He was just forming yeah. into a shaking uh, fist. Yeah. He's like, hell no. <laughs> Take that, Roy. Mm-hmm. So he, he, dro- he chose to drive away from the storm cloud. But as he was driving away and Roy actually said this, it seemed as if the cloud was following him. <laughs> So thinking he had escaped the cloud, he decided he would leave his truck. And soon after leaving his truck, <laughs> Roy was zapped oh, again. Roy. <laughs> I'm just imagining him being like, <laughs> driving forwards, backwards, forwards, the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Following him no matter where. It's like, I'll go to the left, the cloud goes to the left. Oh my Horrible. God. Sullivan stated that he actually saw the bolt that actually hit him. The lightning moved down his left arm and left leg and knocked off his shoe. Uh, it then crossed over to his right leg just below the knee and still conscious, Sullivan crawled to his truck and poured the can of water which he'd always kept there over his head which was on fire. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry. Just... No, but like he must just be like, dude. Like, like seriously. Yeah. Three years later, Roy faced another lightning strike. It was in a very similar way to the previous strike. He saw the thundery, sweaty cloud. And while he was in the open in the park, he tried to run away. But, oh no, you don't, Roy. <laughs> oh no, you is don't. Roy, is Roy in a union? Because <laughs> I think you'd be like, okay. <laughs> strike. His hair. Get it, strike. Yeah. <laughs> So his hair caught fire again. It struck him again. 
That was the sixth strike, okay. Finally! The seventh strike, okay. It was a Saturday morning <laughs> on June 25th, 1977. Fee and Claire were ten years away from existing on Saturday. <laughs> but Roy decided to go fishing because, well, after, you know, a lifetime of, of, of say, marriages and being struck by lightning, who wouldn't want to, you know, let off a little bit of steam and go fishing? So he was fishing away at a freshwater pool, right? All right. When suddenly... <laughs> This is crazy, by the way, right? Okay. Lightning zapped him on the top of his head. Right. So like always, his hair is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> the the strike travelled down the man's chest and to his stomach. And then after being struck, Roy tried to get in his car where he was met by a bear. Oh, please don't tell me he dies. I'll actually be so upset. The bear made its way towards Roy and began to steal his trout that he had caught. <laughs> <laughs> the bear began administering first aid. <laughs> The bear picked up the jug of water that was stashed in the back seat. Aww, just give <laughs> the him bear the trout right. him down, dropped and rolled him. And Stop dropping with its huge claws. <laughs> um, the bear made its way over and began to steal his fish that he caught. And just, Roy was just sick of it. Just give it. up the trout, yeah. Roy, Roy. Just give him the trout. Well, Roy, even though he'd like been burnt to a crisp. <laughs> Sorry. Roy grabbed a tree branch and proceeded to fight the bear off with it while his hair was on fire. <laughs> Why would you fight a bear just to give him the trout? You're on fire, Roy. You've been struck by It's lighter. a bear. What's wrong with you? Oh my god, it's insane. Okay, so naturally there would be a lot of scepticism about Roy's numerous accounts of being struck by lightning. There certainly was physical evidence uh, based on the strike scars on his body. Okay. Because there's a specific pattern of scarring that comes from lightning strikes. Y'all can look it up. It's real. Um, And according to my source... Uh, all seven, well, actually, I'm sure there has to be some bits of hot no. swallop and all of this. It says all seven strikes were documented by the superintendent of Shenandoah National Park. His name was R. Tyler Hoskins. Now, Hoskins, however, was never present at any of the reported strikes <laughs> and was not an active and present superintendent in the Shenandoah National Park for the many times that Sullivan was supposedly struck. Roy himself recalled that the first time he was struck by lightning was not in 1942, but much earlier when he was a child. Oh, he was out helping his father cut wheat in the field when a thunderbolt struck the blade of his skith or whatever uh, without injuring him. But because he could not prove that, he never claimed it. As part of the amount of times he's been struck by lightning. He's been struck eight times. Apparently so. Well, my source also revealed my source. <laughs> the <laughs> it's bear. It's just Roy in a, like a hat. In the dark, like, Well, my source also revealed that Roy's wife, I'm not sure which one. I didn't bother going into Ooh, that reason. Yeah. Um, she was also struck once when a storm suddenly arrived and she was out hanging clothes oh, in her backyard. Sake. Her husband was helping her at the time, of course, but he escaped. She was like, get away. <laughs> get away from you, freak, you lightning freak. As for Roy, he lived until there. So I, I don't want to live it on a sad note, but he passed away in 1983. And uh, two of his Ranger hats are on display uh, at the Guinness Book of World Records, uh, the exhibit halls in the States. And that's the story of Roy, uh, the man who would not bow down to Mother Nature. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I'm like... Uh, well, this is just... <laughs> thunder. <laughs> it was cold. <laughs> <laughs> Man, 
You sound like a castrated cat. <laughs> so basically your cat. My cat. <laughs> Gatsby. Um, that's insane. That's my favourite story ever. <laughs> Fighting a bear. Uh, like, that is like Red Dead Redemption. That's like something that will happen to you in Red Dead Redemption. But it's like something like... Which you can be struck by lightning in Red Dead, by the way. You can? Mm-hmm. Oh, sugar. Mm-hmm. Can you survive? I don't know, actually. It's quite frightening. I've seen the... the sc- they're kind of like... They're so unique. They're like branches. They're like branches. It's exactly. It's like, yeah. Small It looks like fork lightning it's on your... Yeah, it's insane. Um, but you could imagine after a fourth strike, if you... I, there's... I mean, all we can do is take Roy's word, you know? But he... What's really sad, okay, about this, and I did look into it a bit, and I decided not to include it in this because it's kind of dark and it's quite sad. <laughs> but I'm going to I'm now. Going <laughs> Go on. Um... Roy lived a rather lonely life after all these revelations because people didn't want to be near him. So he couldn't, like, people didn't Aww. want to be near him. I mean... <laughs> Why would you bring that on yourself? I know. Do you know? I know. Um, I mean, no offence to Roy, but I wouldn't exactly be yeah, he, inviting he him to my summer cookout, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come here, Roy. I can't start this fire. Will you come over here? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Roy. Aww. So that's the story of the man who's apparently, according to... The Guinness Book of World Records. I I love uh, you, Roy. Being struck. You're my boy, Roy. You're my boy. (laughs) So that's the story of Roy. He can go into my book of mad lads. Mad lads. (laughs) Involuntary mad lads. Volume two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you should have like mad lads, the ones that knew what they were doing, and involuntary mad lads. Yeah, like purposeful mad lads. Unassuming mad lads. Yeah, he's an unassuming mad lad, but he's still a mad lad because he's a survivor. He's a survivor. Actually, the survivor video is really cool. There's lightning in that. <laughs> Destiny's Craft. Roy's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. This has been That was crap. an amazing story. Thank Your you so much. Brilliant. I love it. I just, we have it just going on today, I think. Yeah. We could amalgamate our stories and make a horror story about Roanoke, but like... Lightning Somebody man. keeps getting attacked by lightning. I mean, you'd expect someone to get superpowers after that, you know? Yeah, I'm like... Exactly, that's what Give I was that thinking. Man some superpowers. Yeah. Nature. <laughs> Do you know? Sorry, nature. <laughs> You're like, Please don't get I'm me the way back. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, my car got struck by lightning. <laughs> Oh, and then I became a recluse. <laughs> we'll have to do the podcast over Zoom. Just underground. Oh, that'd be, yeah, I'd be safe underground. Yeah, you'd be safe underground. Why should have gone underground? Mm. Going underground, going underground. Down, 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 down. You know that song? Yes, but I... <laughs> I got the words wrong. No, you didn't. We should leave. <laughs> we should leave we forever. Should. Yes, yes, we should. Um, that was a lot of fun. Thank it's so great much. to be back. I missed this. I missed you. I missed, I missed the listeners. Yeah. I missed everybody. I love you. Okay, I do as well. Come and tell us you love us. <laughs> Please. Now. <laughs> We're very needy. <laughs> it's been a while. It's, it's been, been a while. while. Yeah. It yeah. Has, it has. Okay. So we'll see you guys soon in the next episode. For episode 52 is next week. Oh my God. Wait till we get yeah. to 100. What are we going to do for that? Oh, like that'll have to be a good one. That'll have to be, have to be something like special. Something epic. Yeah. 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 All yeah. right. That'll be this time next year, probably. Oh my God. God. The podcast will be two years old. Oh my god, and we'll be we're two nearly, years older. We're nearly a year old at this point. Oh my god. Excited. Okay, we're going to bid you all adieu. Goodbye. Au revoir. <laughs> Slon. What's the German for goodbye? Oh my god. Auf Wiedersehen. Oh, I was close. <laughs> 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 okay, German's listening just like nine. <laughs> nine, danke. <Insulted. laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs>